Hello, good evening. This is Dr. Tamara. I am back to continue our um, forgiveness journey. I'm reading out of the book by Ayanla Van Zet. Uh, forgiveness 21 days to forgive everyone for everything we are on day five the title for day five is I forgive my father holding grievances is an attack on God's plan I forgive myself I forgive my mind only by forgiving my false ideas and beliefs about others and myself can my mind recognize the truth that I am still in love's presence, safe, healed, and whole. Okay, and continuing, this is a forgiveness story. For some reason, that still is not clear to me. As a very young girl, I was terrified in my father's presence. As a black man born in the midst of the Depression in 1920 in the segregated South, my father was a study in contradictions. His opinions seemed to keep him boxed and limited, yet he had a broad view of the world. He read the Washington Post daily and quoted Aristotle. He had a strong affinity for family. He walked to my aunt's his older sister's house every day to visit and make sure she had what she needed he had very particular opinions about how things should be and how people should behave when things did not go the way he insisted he paid the price for it we paid the price for it when I did not meet his standards or follow his advice he just wouldn't speak to me it could go on for days my father did not know his father. He always regretted that his father left his life when he was very young. No one ever taught him who a father is and what a father does. He came from an era when a man was expected to provide. He did that well. We always had plenty of food, adequate clothing, and a lovely home. Yet at the same time, he was frugal, almost stingy, not only with money, but with his heart. Still, whenever I needed a hand, he always lent it. He just didn't have a clue about how to share his affection. In fact, I remember telling my mother when I was very young that I did not like him. By the time I started school, everything changed. My father would walk me to the public library. It just made me happy to be with him and get my books. For a long time, I could check out only a limited number of books because I had a children's library card. When I turned 10, my father made sure that I got an adult library card, which meant that I could check out as many books as I wanted, and he always helped me carry my books home. Sometimes he would stop along the way to get butter brinkle ice cream. Those days, those walks were pure heaven for me because I had become daddy's little girl. I must have been in the third or fourth grade when I had to learn the multiplication tables. My father drilled me daily and I began to hate him for it. 
However, before the school year was over, I knew every multiplication table from 1 to 12 because of his relentless drilling. When I was 15, my mom became very ill. At times, my father was not nice to her during her illness. I remember how he yelled and fussed at her for what seemed to me to be no reason. I saw my mother cry only twice in my life, and one of those times was after my father's fussing at her. One day when she was in the hospital, I called her room because I needed some information from her. She did not answer the telephone. When I got home from school that evening, I asked my father if he had spoken to her. As if we were reporting the weather to a room, as he were, as he were reporting the weather to a room filled with strangers, he told me that she had been moved to the intensive care unit because she had had a heart attack. I discovered later that he'd known her condition since early that morning but had not told me. I also found out that he knew my mother was dying of cancer and never said a word. That evening after dinner, my father drove me to, a hosp to the hospital to visit my mom. When I got out of the car to go upstairs, he stayed in the car with my niece who was too young to visit. When I got to my mother's room, she was in the midst of a crisis. The medical per personnel was trying to revive her. I stood there for a while feeling dazed, alone, and totally helpless. I ran back to the car to report to my father that I did not see my mother because of what was happening. He said nothing. We drove home in silence. Shortly after we arrived home, the hospital called. My mother told me, your mom died. Then he put on his coat and hat and left the house. I was home alone. It was Halloween. I was furious with my mother for dying, but even more pissed that I was stuck with my father who was not able to share his heart with me. After my mother's death, I le lived out of a suitcase for the next year and a half, shuffling back and forth between my childhood home and my aunt's home. My father was a minister. He had been assigned to a church in Philadelphia, which kept him away from home for a long four to five day weekends. While he was away, I stayed with my aunt. When he returned, I insisted I come back to his house. He insisted I come back to his house. He refused to give me permission to have a stable home with my aunt. I think he felt it wouldn't look right. It would be like shrinking his duties as my only living parent. While my mother gone, with my mother gone, it became very clear that my father would not or could not be there for me. He had not protected me from being molested when I was younger and he was not there for me during this critical time after my mother's death. I never again felt as if I was a priority in his life. I felt like an accessory and an element in his picture-perfect family. When my father was assigned to churches out of town, he simply was not there. In his absence, I felt painfully alone. When he was there, I felt like a burden. In the years after my father had a stroke, I harbored a great deal of anger and resentment about who he was and was not, about what he did and did not do for me. I was in total self-righteous judgment of him. This was fueled by a very intense belief that he should have been different than he was. In the weeks before he passed away, I came to realize and accept that my father really had done the best he could with what he had. I became grateful that even though he forgot my birthday in the later years, he had given me life and that was a more precious gift. 
I also recognize that my father gave me what was required for me to be a good person and a strong woman. He taught me ethics, respect, morals, values, a desire for lifelong learning, and a thirst for knowing the Word of God. I credit my father for teaching me to have a deep love of books and reading. As minister, I have now, I have now taken up his mantle. I want people to know the God my father loved, and I choose to be grateful for all the contradictions. Okay, I forgive myself for judging my father. Today's forgiveness practice is about forgiveness of your earthly father. Whether you knew him or not, had a relationship with him or not, your father is one of the reasons you are alive. While many of us may have hurts, wounds, and sorrows attached to our father's presence or absence, forgiveness is the most powerful way to lessen the damages we believe our fathers have caused. Very often when a father is absent, emotionally unavailable, or physically or mentally unstable, his impact leaves us asking the unanswerable questions. Why did he? Why didn't he? Why me? While forgiveness may not answer the inquiries in your heart or mind, compassionate forgiveness of your father can and will eliminate the need to know. As with all heartfelt, committed forgiveness work, the mind becomes clear and the heart opens to a much deeper understanding of how we are loved by the Heavenly Father. Whether or not our earthly father was who we needed or wanted him to be. I encourage you to undertake today's practice with a deep compassion for yourself and conscious gratitude for your biological father. Okay, and our day five prayer of forgiveness. Blessed Heavenly Father, Today I ask for and open myself to receive your forgiveness for all the judgments, bitterness, and resentments I have held about and against my earthly father. I ask to be freed from any and all heart sorrow, regret, grief, depression, sadness, or suffering that I have attached to my father and his life. I ask to be lifted above any and all hurts, disappointments and abandonments, anger or rage, and shame or blame that I have associated with my father in his life. I ask that you remind me to remember that, like me, my earthly father is a child of God, welcome and accepted into your love. I ask that you remind me to remember that when he wasn't there, you were. What he could not and did not do, you did. I ask that you create in me a clear mind and a loving heart for my father and teach me how to see him from a higher place. I am so grateful to know that I have always been guided, protected, and loved by the father. I pray for my earthly father to recognize that this is also true for him. I rest in thee, I let it be. So it is, in Jesus' name, amen.
okay y'all so this is day five i forgive my father subtitle was i forgive myself for judging my father okay then we had our prayer of forgiveness so again the book is by ayanla vanzette forgiveness 21 days to forgive everyone for everything we just did day five i am dr tamara you can find me on instagram at single mama purpose you can check out my website kingdomgalesministries.com you can check out my previous blogs at tamramccarthyenterprises.com and you can find all of my books on amazon go to the search bar type in my name tamara mccarthy and all my books will come up so until next time be blessed Thank you.